episode 146 it's it's the three amigos we're getting used to this it's this this intimate hub man that's what we're here for Devin might be joining us later uh you know work golf life gets in the way but matt r.i.p across the pond pour some tea out for you tonight he was gonna join us and then just too tired i mean yeah Mm. 1 a.m for him 2 a.m by the time we get done so yeah but that he is alive we have laid contact on him or his captor has dm me from his instagram messages but either way we think matt's alive so love to see it uh dr tim fano with the beautiful face going on right there and then not a doctor the ultimate lions hoodie you got going on oh yeah, yeah. villain big shout out to pub sports etsy papa hacky or uh, uh coach teacher uh did great so thanks thank man. you Thank you. You know, uh, and then preacher man Fitzsimmons. Just you're you're in the grind, man. We're we're in the mud. We're getting it. It's Easter. Just this is what you've been working for all year long, baby. Easter Sunday. It's coming. I mean, kind of, kind of, sort of. I I think more. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I've got thoughts. Holy, go to attend Holy Week over over Easter. That would be my that would be my hot take. I mean, obviously, you should always attend the whole, like, take the whole weekend, get the whole weekend. But uh, I'm more of a Good Friday over Easter Sunday type mm. of person. Okay. If you really, if you really can only do one, but most people are going to do Easter Sunday. I mean, that's just yeah, that's just yeah. typical. But if you can, what do you what do you Friday call Saturday? Days. I've always wondered this. You get Good Friday, uh, Easter Sunday. What do you get? Most people do Easter Vigil on uh, Sunday morning, but I'm trying to think if Saturday there is a name for this and I should know this because I took worship class. It's not, not a common, commonly celebrated or it's not highly attended. That's, that's part of it. Okay. Okay. Hey, educational baby. That's what we're talking about. Uh, oh, well, man. speaking of education, uh, our random sports fact this week, uh, I kind of gave you guys a, a quick 30-second head start here to find your favorite sports stats. I'm going to give you some of mine, but they're also the most irritating sports facts. Uh, shout out to Pick 6. They they put these out, and I was like, dude, I, I am all for this. And some of them I've heard before. Some of them I've had it. Uh, but I'm start you with the all-time favorite for me. Adam Vinatieri. He retired with 599 made field goals. One away from 600. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we, we could have had one more in there, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe just sign for week one, kick a field goal, get your 600, and you're out. Like, that one always – it's always special to me. Like, I'm just like, ah, mm-hmm. he could have done it. He knew what he or like, do. Or like his the last week of that season. Just – Yeah. They probably weren't contending for anything. Just just put him out there and let him kick a field goal. Exactly. We had Fat Randy for a while. I, I'll be damn sure that we could have cut Fat Randy – for Adam Vinatieri to go, mm-hmm. but so be it. <laughs> Tim, you might like this one, or maybe not. Barry Sanders had 99 career rushing touchdowns in 10 seasons. He averaged 9.9. One tutty away from being 10 for 10. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dang. So close. Uh, the third one, this one goes out to the tight ends, baby. Shannon uh, Sharp had the most receiving yards by a tight end at 214. Kettle had 210 yards in the first half against Denver. Did not catch a single ball mm. after halftime. 210 receiving yards in the first half. Zero. Jeez. 
Jeez, that is tough. Oh. Makes you break your heart a little bit. Uh, AP, Adrian Peterson, yeah. is just nine yards short of breaking the single season record. Nine yards. That's all you need. Could have replaced Dickerson, but that's how it goes. And the final one I got for you, uh, Eli Manning had his 210 starting game streak snapped for one week. Then he came back the next week to start. I remember that happening. Like, are they really going to, like, bench this guy, snap the streak? And they didn't have another option. Eli goes back out there the next week, had to start back at one. Tough. Tough for Eli and Giants fans. Jeez. Uh, so, were you guys able to find a interesting sports stat or, you know, something that maybe broke your heart or that you really like looking at stats or just impressive? I got one that fits, that fits Ooh. the mold here. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers had 45 touchdowns in 2011 going into the final week. They benched Rodgers. I think he was – he was he might have been – I'm trying to remember what the record was at that time. I think it was Manning with 49 was the touchdown record in a the season. Then later Manning shattered it with the Broncos like two years after that. But um, – it was like this Rodgers, if he plays the first half, he gets it. Well, he didn't play the game. But then Matt Flynn, the final week of the season, set the Packers franchise record for touchdown passes oh. in a game with six. Oh, so it was God. like if there was like a team stat for most passing TDs by a team, I think we, I think we set that mark between Flynn and Rodgers that year. Yeah. Oh. And it was just kind of funny because then Flynn for the for a while was our was our uh, game touchdown leader, and then Rogers tied him. <laughs> That's wild. Like, but then that ties, like Matt Flynn. So that even ties in is then Rogers throws six touchdowns in the first half against the Bears. They're at forty two zero. He gets one possession coming out of the half, and they punt, oh. and then he's just benched the rest of the game. So he could have gotten seven touchdowns, but just. All the great like Packers quarterbacks. And it's like Matt Flynn, top of the record. I know. That's <laughs> crazy. Dr. Tim Fata. Yeah, so um had to look this one up naturally. I, I like uh looking at goalies for mm-hmm. hockey, and I was like, you know, you know, what's the longest save streak? Like how many shots has a goalie taken consecutively? And just stonewalled people. Do you guys want to take a guess? Because in a game, we're, not, we're talking no, like no, shots, like a just just in a streak, like in a season, how many shots has a goalie consecutively blocked in Holy a season? Smokes. Right. Consecutive. I'm gonna say. Man. The thing is, I feel like you could do like I think you could have a string of like, I he's he's going for his fifth shutout in a row. You know, and yeah. if like, and that's a that's low balling. Like, I mean, it, it could be like he's going for nine in a row or something. So I'm trying to think. Like, I would guess a hundred and like twenty two. That's okay. my guess. All right, all right, Hacky, what do you got? What's your guess? I'm gonna say three thirteen. Don't know why. That's too. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so Fitz, you're pretty close. It's 145. Nice. So, so yeah, so on NFL or sorry, NHL, uh, uh, records.com. So it's interesting. So this person's in third place. It's Brian Bosher 
for the Phoenix Coyotes back in 2003, 2004, he had 145 consecutive stay, saves, which is like, oh my gosh. Like, How I remember just playing. That's got to be like six games or something. Well, let's see. So the start date. Yeah. So the, the he began on the 22nd of December and then the streak ended the 11th of January. So there must've been a hot streak, Man. you know, several games where he just was on fire. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking back to like my street hockey days. Like, <laughs> you know, every game I would let in maybe two or three, like I can't imagine taking 145 shots from That's professional crazy. athletes. Yeah. So what was interesting was, and I hadn't really dissected this. So he was ranked three. So there's one person, there's two people ahead of him, Alec Connell, from the Ottawa Senators back in 1917. Apparently they weren't tracking saves, but he apparently had a streak between January 28th and February 22nd, where apparently he just <gasps> didn't let a goal in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then there's uh, in second place is George, George Hainsworth from the uh, Canadians back in 28, 29. Um, and apparently he went on a streak from February 23rd to March 10th. But again, saves weren't tracked. So like, who knows? They could have hit 160, 170. Yeah. But that's just crazy. That is just crazy. Golly. Uh, So yeah, there's no other. So the only other, like what you would consider, uh, I guess, modern player, he's all the way down at number 11. And he has 112 saves. And I can't even pronounce his name. It's like Ia Brezgalov mm. for the Flyers. Um, but he played back in, uh, when is that? He played back in 2011. So like okay. every mm. other player is way back in the day when they didn't mm-hmm. even track it. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, they just had a month where they just didn't let any goals in. It's like, what? Like, what? That's crazy. Like, I guess shooters just got better. Like, yeah. It, that's wild. Offenses got better. Shooters got better. Different you know, game, but still, man. If if Goldberg from Mighty Ducks could have lived up to his hype, maybe he could have broke the record for us. Maybe he was the, the goalie we all needed. The chosen one. Mm. Uh, all right. Uh, well, let's transition. It's baseball. It's opening day. All three of us, not necessarily big baseball fans. We wish Devin was here. But it's still opening day. And it's some great odds and some great storylines that we'll talk about here. So let's just dive straight into it. Opening day odds of who's going to bring home the championship. Astro still leading the way strong, plus 600. Astro just know how to win. Tim's loving it, throwing up the money. Dodgers at second, plus 800. Yankees are right behind them at plus 850. Braves have teetered between 800 and 900. Right now they're at plus 900. Mets also at plus 900. There's your top five teams to bring home the world series you look at all five of those teams they're teams that were successful last season it feel like they just got better this offseason as long as injuries stay out the way i i don't disagree with this list at all i i don't i can't think of a dark horse just because there was so much talent on these five teams alone i I, vegas got this thing right in my eyes any thoughts for you all where's philly they were the they were the hot team at the end of last year. I feel like they're being snubbed again. I'm going to look that up. 
Because you're right. I mean, they were hot. Uh, they're at plus 15. Okay. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not far behind. So they're in the top tier, I'd say. Mariners got streaky too at the end of the year. Yeah, they did. They got really hot. Yeah. Might be worth putting some money on them if you know it's it's always oh okay. So every time I see something like this, and they're like, oh, you know, most of the players are coming back. I think of like the Bucks when Tom Brady, you know, won the Super Bowl, and all the analysts are like, they're not losing anyone. Like they're going to be so good. Mm. Same thing with the Rams. Like Rams ran it, they looked great, and then the next year, this year, really, they got plummeted with injuries. So like. I think all these are red herrings. If I were you, Fitz, if you think they were getting hot, I'd put some money on Philly, man. I'd just do it. I like the Mariners. I like Julio Rodriguez, just one of the youngest, one of the youngest upcoming players. And they got really hot at the end of the year. I'm looking at their roster. I just don't know much about baseball. But I do think I think the Mariners will be solid this year. But I don't know if they'll win the World Series. See, that's that's just too steep. I would see that's that's steep. That's just the right amount of steep to put some money on because you know that's really good. Like I don't know baseball well enough either. But like, how often are these five teams? Yeah. Like, I mean, are they just, in contention pretty much every year, or is that's it, how like, all these pretty much? Yeah. And that's how all uh, these always go. And you gotta find the diamond in the rough. I'm still watching my. I put uh, I put down. I think two beers. Two, two uh, imaginary beers, $8 on the Nuggets to win the NBA Finals. And they had some crazy odds. I think they were like sixth I think out of all the teams. They were like number six. And I'm like, they got Jamal Murray back. And they got Jokic. And like I was like, I'm going to take a chance. I don't know if they'll do it, but I think they definitely have a shot. And they're, they're running right now. So I just don't know enough about baseball. But I would say that – if you know baseball and you believe in the Phillies or Mariners, those might be two sneaky ones. Just to hey, put a beer on it and see if it goes anywhere. Well, it, Mariners at plus 1,900, 2,000. I mean, you put down 100 yeah, bucks. Yeah. You're walking like, away with two grand. Odds. Yeah. yeah. It's better than wasting a pick on the Astros that, like Tim said, they're probably just going to kiss a death. It's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I really like the Astros winning, but to me, <laughs> to me, there needs to be more controversy. They need to do something to spice things up because, like, this whole just winning it and that's kind of it is getting old. Like, they need to bang on, on some more trash cans. Yeah, and, come embrace on, the start. villain role. Yeah, Get some laser pointers or something. You know, push push that gray boundary in the MLB and just really yeah. progress the game. Force just, progression. Cork the bats, baby. Let's just dinger after dinger. Let's go. Their mascot's really creative. I, I feel like he could take the take the reins as being the brains behind a new controversy. A new, uh, yeah. I like, like it. you know what I would love? What if like the Astros decided to like somehow use chat bots to um <laughs> Somehow manage their like so they make a chatbot GM and like oh that'd be hilarious. But everyone's gonna be like, oh, now you're using artificial intelligence. That would be hilarious. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. No rule. Yeah, yeah. There's no rule for this, and they're gonna be like, but it's not. It's not the same. Blah blah blah. 
they've got all the data like this pitcher does well against this batter you know that's we need insane. we need to do people something. would lose so, their minds too so so here's what we need to do i don't know if i should be saying this on live we should probably do this off off books we need to we need to have a, a just a betting account but solely based on what a chat bot says so like just like what fitz said put pitcher who who's pitching that game and how they fare and just let chatbot do all the shit and we just add the money and let's just see what happens let's do it i'm i'm so game for that all right what's the worst that happens let's do it we're, we're about to go viral we're all about right. to go viral we're about to be printing money baby all right uh opening day storylines there's some really good ones 2020 mvp jose abreu playing against his former team the white Sox. now he's part of those astros Interesting to see how he clicks, how he's going to do. Former MVP playing against the the old team, the team that drafted him from Cuba. Going to be pretty good. Uh, 21 all-star pitchers are on the mount this weekend for opening day, including eight Cy Young award winners. Amazing. Some great pitching we're going to see. Nine divisional matchups. Uh, All of our favorite teams are playing against divisional matchups, by the way. Uh, Reds and Pirates lead the league in brawls. Maybe we'll have an opening day brawl. I'm here for it. And then all 30 teams are playing as well. So Who's the friar there on the far right? That's the Padres. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. The pods. Looks like Martin uh, Luther. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Uh, like, what so, the hell is he doing there? Out of these storylines, <laughs> is there anyone you guys are really leaning into, something that you can get excited for? Hmm. But what's going to make you tune in tomorrow to watch opening day from 1 o'clock to about 12 a.m. opening day baseball going from for about 12 hours straight? Honestly, just to watch the Twins lose. That's that's about as hype as I get. Oh, let's see how the Twins do this year. Uh, they're going to be bad. Yeah. yeah, That's how I feel, too, as a Reds I, fan. I mean, I'll always tune in for a brawl, so <laughs> I'm always good for that. Let's Let's see some fisticuff action. Dude, I'm here for it. There's something about just Cincinnati and Pittsburgh that don't get along, but like, especially the Reds and Pirates. I guess they're like, no, I'm the suckiest team. No, I'm the suckiest mm. team. <laughs> and they just brawl it out. I don't know. But opening day starts tomorrow. It, it's going to be awesome. And this is the first time in a while that I remember all 30 teams playing on the same day, which is kind of cool. Like, I feel like the last couple of years it's been like split up, like opening day weekend. Mm. Um, but this is actually opening day. Every team getting started. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, I do enjoy that. All right, let's move on. We're going to move on to the final four, March Madness. It's finally here. We got our final four teams. Things are heating up in good old Houston. San Diego State taking on FAU. San Diego State two and a half point favorite. Miami taking on UConn, five and a half point favorite. If you look at these teams, only one's won a Natty. In basketball, and that's UConn. Miami has never won it. FAU's never won it. San Diego State's never won it. Miami, FAU have never been to a Final Four. San Diego State, I'm not sure if they've been to a Final Four or not. I believe they have. But them and UConn are probably the only Final Four teams. So you look at these six perfect – sorry, six brackets called the Final Four perfectly, and those brackets still aren't perfect all the way through. Like – Kudos to those people that are like, hey, this is going to be the Final Four. Because if you told me this, I'd be like, it's an alternate universe. Something's not right here. Um, but looking at this, guys, who's y'all's favorite in this Final Four uh, matchups? Yeah, San Diego State's never been to a Final Four. Okay, so yeah, only UConn's been to the Final Four then. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, while. San Diego State, again, I've, I've said, I think the past two weeks now, they had a perfect senior score when I was evaluating seniors. So they're very heavy on, you know, seniors and grad students. So I just think that's, that's something to keep an eye on just as we have, and maybe it's only this, I think maybe this COVID window of having the players where they can play longer. Um, it's still kind of early in NIL deal. So you've got a lot of the younger guys still going to the NBA, but that could balance out at some point. But I do think kind of where we're at right now, like this year, like why everyone's like, oh, why, who, what's this final four? Why are all these teams? I do think a big deal does have to do with like the the senior leadership. And I think that reflects in San Diego State. I think it reflects in Florida Atlantic. UConn, I mean, they, they have it too. Uh, but then they're also a team that you kind of expect there. Miami is kind of a little bit they're, – they're a younger squad, but they've, they've been pretty hot all year. I don't – I don't I, – I did not expect this Final Four. I'm not going to pretend. Yeah. Uh, last week – well, last week you called me – you caught me uh, capping <laughs> a little bit. Uh, called yourself Skip Bayless. I did. I, I, I did. I pulled a skit, man. But I like UConn at this point. I I think that I had UCLA going in that portion. And then when they lost to Gonzaga, I was like, oh, well, it'll probably be Gonzaga. Um, yeah. yeah, no, UConn, they, it's theirs to lose at this point. But pulling for FAU. I think everyone should pull for FAU. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, Fitz. Uh, I don't have anything meaningful to say, but I think UConn stinks. Get UConn out of there. I'm going San Diego State just because, you know, they hadn't been here. I know everyone but UConn has, hasn't been here. So, But I like San Diego State, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why. Just run it. I Aztecs, would, let's go. Yeah, I would actually – I would prefer the championship be San Diego, San Diego State-UConn. Just because I think that would be the most interesting matchup for a championship. I do. I would just like Florida Atlantic to get there. Just like, I don't know. I, I think if they if they can somehow get to a championship, they have a chance. And yeah. you know, it's not like college football. You know, like this year we had TCU in the championship, and they just, you know, fell flat on their faces. I feel like basketball. There is a chance. Like even though. I would consider like UConn or Miami a better team. There's a chance. And yeah. also you got to factor in the in-state stuff is like Florida Atlantic. If they play Miami, you know, make a claim for, you know, who's the better team mm. in the state of Florida, you know, I just adds a little extra incentives. I don't know. I, I think it's March Madness is going to continue into this week. Who knows what's going to happen. I've, I've, I've got a pretty hot take here. I, I like both dogs in these games. Miami's had the toughest road mm. in the March Madness. I mean, they took out number one Houston and then turned around and beat number two Texas. Like yeah. impressive basketball. They had to play in Indiana. Indiana's yeah. also very good. Yeah, they played Indy. And then FAU, you know, you put their averages up there. FAU had a little bit tougher road than San Diego State. Not by much, but a little bit. And FAU is just going off stats alone. They're jumping out the books to me. So mm-hmm. I, I might put a little teaser together, put FAU Miami to win here. 
um, and have a, a battle of Florida. I think Florida would just fucking erupt if that was the national championship. But I wouldn't um, touch Miami, man. I, I, I really, UConn's good. I know they're damn good. UConn's I just the solid. road has been so tough. But that's what people say. I, I said about Texas. That Texas is going to roll past Miami, horns up for once, and then I never felt that. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like Texas was the hottest team, and Miami shut them down. But it's going to be good. I think all both these games are going to be good, and the Natty's going to be good no matter who comes out. But I do like that San Diego State UConn matchup that you said. Like that could be interesting. Uh, it could be a fun one. But I, I think it's good basketball, anyways. Feel free to bet on it. Just bet responsibly. Don't don't bet what you can't afford to lose there. Oh, yeah, bet a beer. Yeah, bet a beer. When you I bet like a beer, that. you have to sacrifice a beer. Like you have to. Like you have to be like, oh, I want a beer tonight. You know what? You say no. Nope. You know what? Saving it for another day because I, mm. I put it down. Save it for that rainy day. That's how that that's how that game works. I hear you. I hear you. I like it. Um, shout out to the women's final four. I don't have any graphics for it, but I feel like the women's committee got this thing completely right. We have two one seeds in the final four. A two seed and a three seed compared to the guys where it's a nine, five, five, and four, right? Uh, number three, LSU taking on number one, Virginia Tech. Number two, Iowa taking on number one, South Carolina. That Iowa South Carolina game is going to be lights out. I wish that was, I wish that was a championship, dude. It really should, it should be because the winner of that one brings home the natty. Easy, but you know what? That's the that's that's what makes it a trap game is whoever makes it out. That is true. You know, they get the championship and they're like, all right, we already got over the that's a that's a recipe for disaster. That's what happened to the I think US women we beat Brazil, I think. It was the year we beat Brazil, and then they played Japan, who'd just been cleaning everyone's clock. And they got upset. Yeah, beat, yeah. What happens? Yeah. So happened to NC State Houston. Uh yeah. you had the Houston and uh, when they had Alajuan and Clyde. The yeah. Louisville-Houston game, everyone's like, oh, man, that was the championship. Oh, who cares? NC State made it, whatever. We're going to beat them. Greatest upset in history. So yeah. don't let it fool you. That's true. Don't let it fool you. Hey, shout out to Caitlin Clark, though, from Iowa. She might be, like, the best overall women's player I've ever seen. Like, I, to something about – like, she's just got yeah. it all right now, and it's been awesome to watch. Yeah, I'm a Paige Beckers fan. I know Ooh. she's been kind of battling yeah. injury, and UConn kind of fizzled out. But I do think there there is kind of I think the Curry era is is starting to be seen in in women's basketball, and I do think that kind of the Curry game, if there's any hope for women's basketball, I think it's with the kind of the Steph Curry game of just women who have great handles and can just shoot it from deep, like lights out, like that could yeah that could potentially like make it a very different game. So, I like I that. It's just interesting, and you see that with the, I think you see that with the girl from Iowa. I think she's yeah. doing that. I, I think you're right. Yeah, she does remind me of Steph a lot. Tim, any thoughts about women's basketball? No, I mean I hadn't really kept up with it, but you guys are hyping it up pretty well. I might have to catch some highlights. Yeah, I, I'd say tune into that South Carolina. No, tune Iowa in, South Carolina, Iowa. I am. I'm actually, I'm probably more excited, you know, in Crane, I'm in Columbia. So that's, you know, that's the, that's the, what do you say? The soup I swim in. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that a phrase? Swimming in soup? Like there's a, there's a phrase like that. It's not the I'm soup. I'm pretty I sure swim. you just made that up. Yeah. There's something like if you, the, the, 
not the the water you swim in. I think it's the soup you swim in. I swear that's the same. But anyway, it's all around here. People are hype about it. Uh, I might be more hype about that than I am the men's final four. I'm being honest. Oh, wow. That so Iowa, that Iowa USC game is shaping up. Swim in the soup. Swim in the soup. soup, baby. Uh, it means being in trouble or being in deep shit. Oh, that's not it. So, I mean, that, that was the first Googles. I don't know. Maybe oh, we are all swimming in the same soup. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's not. There is there is a saying, and we're going to think about I'm going to figure out what it is. Maybe yeah. it's a top. Maybe it's about being a. Is it a toxic thing? This fits getting up in the pulpit. Hey, we're just swimming in the same soup today. Am I right? Can I get an amen? Uh, I did have a sermon called. Uh, I did. I mean, I don't title my sermons, but I did. I did have the image of swimming in the gray. I invited people to swim in the gray with me here. Mm-hmm. Talk about how it often the more beautiful, complex piece comes together when we take take parts from both sides and both sides. I like it. Yeah. Well, speaking of both sides here, let's move on to the NFL. We're talking Commanders. Dan Snyder. Has moved out of his office. It seems like the NFL's worst owner is finally getting out. Um, there's been two groups that have offered six billion, with a B, billion dollars to buy Commanders. That would be the highest price tag for an NFL franchise to date. Um, the two da- the two groups, the Josh Harris slash Mitchell Rails group, that also includes Magic Johnson to buy that, and then a sole Canadian billionaire, Steve. Apollastopolis, I probably pronounced that all types of fucked up, has offered to buy the commanders by himself. So you have a group of people and good old Steve from Canada bidding for this team. Six billion dollars with a B. Insane. insane. And to buy the team with the worst name in the NFL, that's tough. Oh, my gosh. Also, a terrible facility. I hate FedEx Field. Fucking terrible. Please let the Canadian win and please move this <laughs> franchise to Canada. Please. That would be so cool. That would be cool. How cool? Where does, I mean, who cares about Washington, right? Where does that money go? Where does the $6 billion? It goes to Dan just, Snyder. They're paying just, him to buy the franchise. Just, it's like buying someone's boat. You just. Yeah. That's insane, man. $6 billion. It just shows, man. The rich can fuck up, but they just fuck up like straight up. Like, come on, man. Like, they just keep getting richer. I, Dan, I want give to to give Canada. like a tenth to the people of DC, Dan. Come on. <laughs> I screwed you out of some really good memories here. Here's here's some <laughs> reputation, <laughs> reputation. Oh man, that guy's a sleaze ball. He's not giving up any money. No, dude. You know what? You know what I do for six million dollars. Much less six billion. You know what I do for six thousand dollars, man. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I do for six hundred dollars? You know what I do for six dollars? Six McDoubles? Yeah, dude, six six McDoubles. Oh man, that crazy price tag! And if you get two groups that have already offered it, that means that probably it's going up a little bit. I would assume this thing I might would, approach close oh, to man. six point five billion. Please go to Canada. You know, <laughs> oh, I mean, think about it. Would be the perfect stepping stone for like an overseas. NFL team. It's Canada, right? So yeah. like you're not getting so crazy with the time zone. So you're technically international. 
I mean, think about the Toronto Raptors. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not always fun, I would imagine, to like go play in Toronto. But if you have a team outside the U.S. and it's in Canada, shoot, you're an international sport. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I, I love it. Whatever team, if that happens, I would support the shit out of whatever team goes to Canada. All right, Tim. What what Canadian city or province would you put this thing in? You, Toronto? Oh, you're smacking right there. Know. Have the Maple Leafs, Raptors, and... I mean, that Alberta. would be pretty baller. Yeah. <laughs> now, what, what are you calling? What do you call? Are you keeping the commander's name? No, 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 no. No, trash. You'd have to... It'd be a total... Uh, it'd be yeah. a new franchise. You yeah, can't. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't bring it. I Go wouldn't associate place. any of the Washington Commanders or anything. I would just be like, I'm I'm basically paying six billion to have a team here. It's going to be a totally different team. I would love it. I might please, pay the please, XFL please. to get the Nighthawk name, the Toronto Nighthawks, red Ooh. and black. Hmm. That'd be pretty fire. Pretty nice. Um, I just I don't know if you'd move them though, just because there is some really rich history with the Washington franchise with you know Sean Taylor, the Super Bowls, like there's. There's history there. It'd be tough to move that team from DC nah. to Canada. They haven't had any history in like the last. Dogs. Yeah. It look. I I agree, but like there's still yeah. you still honor the history. Like RIP to Sean Taylor. Like you got to. Uh, mm, what about like the Baltimore Colts? Screw them. <laughs> Fuck them. Lamar Jackson said it. Or like the Houston Oilers. <laughs> they had history. Yeah, I'm all for like yo. Yeah, everyone remember those commanders? Yeah, okay, whatever. This is the new team. We're going to Toronto or Vancouver. Even if they don't move, I think the first name the first thing is you just you rename it again. Like you, you gotta just, have a total rebrand. That's I mean, yeah. you change a name or a location, anything's up for grabs. That that's that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Raiders could change their name, name if they wanted to. Yeah. If I'm paying six billion for something, I'm I'm doing it my way. I'm not sticking with the commanders. Yeah, that's true too. Like, yeah, I paid how much? Yeah, shut up. I'm driving this yeah. ship. Yeah, yeah. Washington Magic. Maybe that's why Magic Johnson's there. Anyways, all right. Uh, let's keep with NFL here. Interesting news here. NFL. Well, I don't know what happened to us there. Uh, <laughs> NFL has maxed out. Each team only gets two short weeks, so that means playing on a Thursday and having to turn – or sorry, playing on a Sunday having to turn around and play it on a Thursday. Um, or meaning, hey, you played on a Monday, now you have to play on a Thursday, Monday, then a Sunday. Like, you only get two short weeks, short of seven days. Uh, now, some teams could play back-to-back Thursday night games, which I don't think any team would complain about. You get, you know – a, a nice good rest, then even more rest going into that second Thursday night game at, or after the Thursday night game. Um, they wanted to flex Thursday night games. So if a team's really hot, like we had – how many Denver Thursday night games did we have? It was terrible. Yeah, too many. Too many. Like it would have been awesome if the NFL would have flexed some better games in there and be like, hey, we're going to move you from Sunday afternoon to Thursday now. And I'm sure coaches would bitch and complain. I'm sure players might bitch and complain. But the fans would love it. And I think the fans get behind yeah. it. And, and some owners wanted to flex it. Obviously, money, you being the primetime game on Thursday, more people tune in, that type of stuff. Yeah. But Thursday shot it down. It is tough. It's, it's so a tough turnaround. Quick. Like, you know, if you're planning to play Sunday and then it's like, oh, actually, no, we're going to move it to Thursday this week. That's tough. Like, you would have so. to know before Sunday's game 
Mm-hmm. Like that's the only fair way to do it. Like you'd have to know like Saturday, yeah. Friday at five o'clock. Hey, are we flexing or not? Yeah. And I feel like they couldn't do it to you more than once in a season. Yeah, yeah that'd be tough. Yeah. Cause it's different from being flexed out of Sunday night. Yeah. To Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Like, exactly. That's different. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a cool concept. It's got to have some tweaking. It's got to do some, you know, something better, but maybe we'll see it next year. Be implemented. But I did like me, the max of two. Have me pick the Thursday games. Yeah, I'll pick better ones than than y'all. Yeah. <laughs> they always <laughs> pick terrible matchups. I'm like, why did you pick that game? We got the Browns taking on the Raiders. It's like, well, they always pick it's divisional, I think, and that's where they try to play it safe. But it's not interesting. It's no. like it's like okay, the Browns are playing the Steelers, and they're both nah. Saints like, Falcons. Woo. Oh man, Mitch Trubisky versus Jacoby Brissett. This is yeah. exciting. <laughs> Can't wait to stay up late for this one. Yeah. Uh, I just, it, it doesn't, I don't know. So, like, I love, I like watching f- Thursday night football because, like, what the heck do you have going on on Thursday? You know, you work and then you're like, oh, there's nothing on. Oh, wait, there's football on tonight. Yeah. Move it to Friday. Move it to Friday. Mm, I don't it, like that. Yeah, I know you don't like it. NFL doesn't like it. Apparently, a lot of people don't like it. But it solves this <laughs> but problem. But Tim likes it. It Tim solves this it. problem of like, I don't really care for it. I love Thursday night football. But like, if you're trying to, uh, okay, so you're trying to flex more games in more days because clearly you don't want to do Saturday because you don't, I don't know if you want to compete with college football views. I'm not sure why they don't just stick with Saturday every weekend. Like, that to me is, Makes the most sense. Open Saturday and Sunday, play your games there, and it just gives you more flexibility. But if you sh- if you push a Thursday night to Friday night, I mean, okay, so let's say a short week, you play on Monday night or even Sunday night, and you got to play on a Friday. That still gives you an extra day versus a Thursday turnaround. Mm, yeah, that's true. So, like, it kind of solves the problem of your – it allows a little bit more flexibility – for more views it also gives the players a little more it's kind of like it's not it's not great either way but it's kind of a middle ground so i just don't know i mean they'd never do it but like move it to friday just do friday. i just like thursday because it's like perfect for the work week yeah You're like oh, it's all right friday. i made it yeah. thursday gosh i got one more day but hey there's football tonight yeah, you know yeah. and it's like i get i can watch the game you know what so what? I'll stay up late and I'll wake up or, you know, I'll wake up and deal with it Friday, but it's Friday, baby. It's like no one really, I don't know. It just, it just feels right for the oh, week. Oh yeah. I, I totally agree. They'll never do Saturday. It's all about money and college football rules Saturdays. And like, you're taking away money from universities or people like don't watch the Browns or the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes actually win. I'll watch the Buckeyes. Like you take away money and revenue from there, but I do like that Friday option as just a yeah. like. Or if you got flexed to a Thursday night game, now it bumps to a Friday night game to give you an extra day to like recover as a flex. Like it's a flex Friday. Might be something to look into. I don't even watch football on Saturday. <laughs> For shame, Pastor. Just for shame. That's my entire Saturdays. <laughs> oh, no, man. I do. I do. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's stay with the NFL. We got two more NFL topics, and then we'll get a random question, Pub Parlay. But this one, shout out to, to Coach Keith, one of my former coaches. 
love coaching with him. Big Atlanta fan. And uh, he is hype for the free agencies they brought in. I mean, they have beefed up their defense night and day. Jesse Bates, my guy from Cincinnati, goes there. And I love the way Jesse Bates plays. Like, he's phenomenal to watch. Hard-hitting safety. He'll cover people. Like, it's awesome to watch him just go out there and just – man, I I hate it because we lost him, but I'm happy for him. They signed Clayus Campbell today for a one-year deal. Big defensive end from New Orleans. That's going to help him hugely. Um, David Onamata, I think I pronounced that right. And then Caden Ellis also coming to help that defense. I mean, this defense is completely different than, than last year. They got new DC, new coordinator, new uh, position coaches. I think Atlanta's defense is something to watch out for. It's stacked. Their offense needs a lot of help. But I think NFC South, maybe you want to throw some money. Maybe you want to throw a beer on it or something. Maybe Falcons win the NFC South just because defense wins championships. I, I think we see it year in and year and out. Um, but your thoughts, are the Falcons a contender now that their defense is beefed up? Mm. Who's their quarterback? It, it would be um, Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Yeah, Desmond Ritter. As of right now. I think it's a quarterback league. It defense is. Championships, but not the way these refs are calling games. They got Heineke, too. I was going to say, they got your boy. That's right. They have Heineke. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's still not getting it done. <laughs> I think, I think, just like you said, Parker, I think the South, NFC South, is open. It's it's wide open. Uh, I was talking with my buddy Greg. He's a big Atlanta fan, friend Greg. of the show. Shout out I to Greg. Greg. Love you, Greg. Um, Original big, listener. Big shout out, OG Greg. Um, he, so him and I were talking about the signing of Campbell. I was pretty jealous because, um, yeah. you know, the lions were in contention with trying to get him signed. I thought he would have been wonderful for our defense, but it just stacks the defense. Like you said, Parker, their, their defense is looking scary. And I think this actually helps, uh, the development of Ritter. So like yeah. if you can have a really strong defense, I mean, Ritter's going to get more action. If you have a lot of three and outs where your defense can get the ball back in your hands, I mean, I think I think the Falcons are going to know pretty quick, uh, you know, what they have in Ritter based on just their defense. Their defense is going to give them more opportunities. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I was kind of hype about what the Falcons did last year. I was kind of, you know, you guys gave me crap some weeks, but. I like them. I like the Falcons. I think they're they're going to do great. It's just a matter. I mean, Ritter's the biggest ball, but but you have Heineke as a, as a backup. I mean, that's not a bad spot to. Let's say Ritter doesn't pan out. Okay, that doesn't mean you're in tank mode. Like Heineke's still going to win you a couple games. So like, got some magic, right? Yeah. So with a good defense, I mean, Heineke can he can pull out some some magic. So we'll see. Yeah, I like it he, though. He pulled out magic against with the worst franchise, Washington. Like, imagine what he does with a better franchise, like like Atlanta. And, yeah, Tim, I, I think you're right. I think it helps because three and outs, shorter fields, and, like, the pressure's off you a little bit. Like, it's like, hey. Yeah. Defense open is, the playbook. Yeah. Like, this is going to be fun to watch. And you got Heineke pushing you and saying, hey, if you don't, if you don't earn this spot, I'm taking this shit. Like, I, I'm here for it. I'm so – plus 400 odds for them to win the division. Hmm. I might throw 20 bucks on that. Make a little money, man. Why not? That They'll buy dinner date night. Why not? Yeah. Who else is going to win? The Panthers? 
Yeah, the Panthers and the Saints are, are tied for first I don't there. Know. I the Bucks like are the dead last. Uh see the Bucks it, questions around Kyle Trask. What's he gonna be? I just I don't know. Sure. It's question marks yeah, all around this division. Baker Mayfield. The bake show, baby. Uh, I like the Falcons a lot. That's preseason favorite to win that division. Give me the Falcons. All right, one more NFL topic, and I, I, I was trying to save it for last. I was hoping Devin would be here. <sighs> Lamar. Tough. Hate it. Lamar Jackson officially demands a trade. He demanded it March 2nd, came out, uh, what, two, three days ago to his IG followers and said, I would demand a trade. Now, they did franchise tag Lamar, uh, which means they, it's an, it's an inex, uh, exclusive franchise tag. They get a chance to match the offer or – the team has to give up two first-round picks to get Lamar. So basically saying Lamar Jackson's trade value, at least two first-rounders, at least. Uh, Lamar Jackson rumored he'd love to be a Patriot. Patriots rumored they might really love to have him there. I don't know how, you know, Mac Jones, three bad plays away from being replaced from the Western Kentucky quarterback. Like, things maybe aren't great in the quarterback world there for him. But Colts also – Makes sense. The Jets, if they bow out of the Rodgers scenario, the Panthers, Texans, your Lions, Tim, have been rumored to maybe talk some oh. shock to them. Bucks, Commanders, Titans, and then the Colts. Man. That's kind of like the favorites to to sign Lamar here. Bucks would be scary. That would be Buc- very scary. Yeah, Patriots lost is kind of scary, though. but I just I don't know if I see them doing that. Uh, nope, sorry, not Siri. Scary. My computer thought I said Siri. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Tim, she's, like, him? what? she's like, what about Lamar Jackson? Tim, him in a Lions uniform. <clears throat> I know you're a big golf guy, but I think that goes from like Lions. Hey, they got some potential. Like, fuck, this is Lions division. Like NFC North, they, they've upgraded in the right spot and Lamar can go win you some big ball games. Yeah, I, see – I know. I know. I, I know you don't talking, want to pay for him. Yeah, and and I know we're talking specifically the Lions, but like uh, our offense wasn't the problem last year. You know, True. golf golf did it. Golf yeah. with the weapons he had, St. Brown, like they performed. The first half of the year, our defense was just a colander. It was just you could just run all over it. You could pass all over it. Everything was getting through. So like for the Lions specifically, I just don't think Lamar's worth it when we have a good play with golf our offense is running pretty smoothly but yeah i, I it, it's just that guaranteed money i mean ursay ursay came out this week and said it like the problem is not the money the problem is that he wants it guaranteed mm-hmm. and like what owner wants to pay that bill when a player hasn't finished the last two seasons yeah it, and i um, i know he's like he clapped back today and was like i am durable like i've, I've shown it like Last season was a fluke, and this this past season was like kind of like "fuck you, pay me" type of deal. Like it wasn't necessarily injuries getting a hold of him, but yeah, I, I think Deshaun Watson screwed the entire quarterback market, or I guess technically the Browns screwed the entire quarterback market by giving him such fat guaranteed money that now every I don't blame him. Like you give money to Deshaun, mm-hmm. think about how many masseuses he's gonna buy. Now give me my money and let me show you some good things I'm going to do. Like if I'm Lamar, Joe Burrow, or Air Bear, Mahomes, like I want guaranteed money like Watson. Like I don't blame them, but I think the Browns screwed everybody. What about yeah. money do me? 
That's <laughs> <in> speed. <laughs> Love that movie. Have uh, you guys have, have you guys seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this uh, like the way I picture the Ravens, you know in the in the beginning when the two castle guards are sitting there and they're looking across the field and they see this guy just running at them. And it keeps going back and the, the guards are just like looking back. And then out of nowhere, the guy's right up in their face and he just stabs them both and he gets, runs in the castle. <laughs> that was the Baltimore Ravens when Deshaun Watson signed the contract. Uh-huh. They saw Lamar Jackson running and they're like, oh yeah, we, you know, he's up next. They, <laughs> we probably want to give him a good contract. <laughs> and then he just comes with like, guarantee money, bam, bam. And he just like keeps running. <laughs> like that's the perfect meme scenario I see of all this. I, like I, I just, I don't know. Do you guys think, okay. This is kind of getting in the weeds here, but like, um, I think RG three had mentioned something about him sitting out this year. You guys think that's an option for him to just not play? You Lamar? Know? Yeah. No. Yeah, I thought that was crazy no too. Yeah, I no saw chance. that and I was like, I, I can't see that's that. Absurd. Like, he was due for money last year and he showed out. So like, I don't see him just saying like, all right, I'm not playing at all. Like he's gonna pay for he's gonna get some money, but here's here's know. the thing. I don't I don't hate it. You now you you control everything. You don't say, hey, your tag is useless to you now. I'm gonna sit out injuries, whatever. I'm tight. I still get money. I still get the money I'm owed from you. And I don't have to have any wear and tear on my body. I'm a year fresher. And now I get to pick like, hey. I'm worth what I'm worth. I'm my own That's agent. Absurd, bro. Now, do I think he does it? No, but business moves. You know, you sound like I would have hated. Skip, it. skip, skip. Wait a minute. Skip, skip. Wait. Oh, I sound skip. like Jim Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. All right, put parlay time. Let's make some money, boys. Maybe for a Halloween episode, we'd have to do it without getting sued. Right. But I just show up as Skip. And- Everyone shows up as a terrible analyst. I'm here for it. All right, put parlay time. I'd be like, what? I called Purdue losing in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind the tape. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I said Zach Eady is a joke. They don't know how to move the ball around him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Any bets you guys want to make this weekend, let's do it. Money in the bank. I got to next I mean, you already know where I'm going. It's just a matter of if it lines up with you guys. Yeah. Are we doing Friday, Saturday, so, Sunday? Tim, it doesn't matter for you because they preload XFL games. Me and Fitz just have to be on the right path. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, you got the easy job here. Um, Fitz, what do you want? You want Saturday yeah. or Sunday? Sunday or Friday? Mm. Are we going to do final four picks? If you want. Scared money don't gamble. make money. It's a gamble. Oh, I should look at the women's game. Let me see. What are they putting? Oh, gosh. <laughs> They're giving uh, 12 points to the Gamecocks. That's bold. That's bold. Kyle. That's a lot of points, man. Caitlin took that personally. I would take Iowa to cover the points. Iowa plus 12. 
Yeah. Like, I, I mean, if they lose, it's not going to be by 12. I agree with you. I think, I think I so too. I don't think that. I mean, I know I like South Carolina win, but I don't think they're going to win by 12. Yeah. That's insane. I don't hate it. Tim? We wait. Are we doing the parlay pick here? Yeah, yeah, we're doing. Pro, yeah, pro, pro, yeah okay. he's taking Iowa women's. That's preloaded, yeah. so we're good there. Okay, okay. Um, is that like a? You feel like that's like a underdog, or is that pretty solid pick? We we feeling fits. Well, I'm not gonna pick Iowa to win because I'm pulling for the Gamecocks. Okay, but okay. The, if you guy. think Iowa's gonna win, it's plus four sixty three. <laughs> but they're giving them twelve. They got they got USC by twelve, which is a, I think it's a lot. I think it's a game that gets decided by like one shot. Yeah, I can see that. So I think that's a okay. safe pick. And they're playing Friday okay. night, nine nine a.m. or nine p.m. Eastern, not okay. A.m. Okay. Tim. Okay, I'll, I'll go with safe pick too because I feel like we need a. I think I feel like we need a win. Um, we're gonna go the um, DC Defenders. Over the uh, Orlando Renegades on Saturday. Renegade, Renegade. Um, or no, sorry, 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 sorry. I, Orlando Guardians. Orlando okay, Guardians. Okay. So we're taking the defenders um, over the Guardians. Defenders over Guardians. I mean, this is like, this is an easy win for the, the defenders. So like, it should be a pretty easy pick, unless we want to get frisky. If we want to get frisky, I got to go with my Sea Dragons. So who are they yeah. taking on? Sea Dragons have um, hold up, let me pull the schedule up. Sea Dragons have Arlington. Um, oh, the Roughnecks. The, the, they're they're the Renegades. Renegades, but, yeah. The, so I mean, I still like the Sea Dragons on that, but it, it's going to be a much closer match. So, like, if you want me to pick a risky pick, I'll pick the Sea Dragons. But a, a safe pick is going to be the Defenders over the Guardians. Yeah. All right. I really want to do a final four pick, but I, I just think it's not fair. So I'm going to do that myself. Um, give me the Celtics Friday night. Take it on the Jazz. It's in Boston. It's in TD Garden. Jazz having to travel West Coast to East Coast. I like my Celtics to win against the Jazz Friday night. So we got Iowa plus 12, Defenders money line, Celtics money line. Get those bets in by Friday. This is it. This is it. Been a few weeks since we hit. Yeah, we need tonight. It. We ride, baby. We ride. All right. Random question. Anybody got one for us? I did have a random question, but it may not be. It might not be a good random question. Random question, but it is a random question. If that makes sense. Um, what's the, the weirdest? What's the weirdest <laughs> conspiracy that we could create for Matt Whitehorn, and like where he's gone? <laughs> 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 i thought so, that earlier when we were like matt still haven't heard from him i was just like what what kind so of i actually heard could we yeah. matt was clubbing downtown and um the sex cults got him they drug him into the depths of the tunnels and now he's he's one of the tunnel people of a sex club in downtown london that's what i heard wow i can believe that yeah Wow, geez, I heard uh, I heard Matt actually didn't exist, and it was a uh, AI chat program that we've been growing close to for all these years. So it finally, the data finally corrupted, and 
the AI just kind of dissipated. So, <laughs> well, I do know Matt was really feeling himself when he came to the states. <laughs> he came to the states, oh, and man. you know, and I, he had he he met these American women that just loved his accent, mm. and you know, went back to London, and he's kind of like, oh man, you know, it'd be nice to. I think he. I think he convinced an American to move over and it's not even that elaborate of a conspiracy. This is just legit. What I'm thinking is happening. I, I think he's, I think he's found like an American, American girl. Yeah. Cue the Tom Petty music, but uh, <laughs> he's just, he's just running around this girl. He's like, I don't have time for the pub. Brittany from Amer Texas. Get me an American woman. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, Matt, wherever you are, we're thinking of you, if you ever existed at all. Who knows? Hey, that's going to do it for the show. I hope you guys had a wonderful time. We'll catch you guys next Tuesday. Fitz, we're doing Tuesday? Tuesday. 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 All right, Tuesday. P's and T's for the pub parlay. We need it. Y'all take care. Bye. Every I week, new outro. I need a new outro. Every week, what are you right, doing? I'm done. Oh I need my a new outro. I, we, would, we would be the bad just, boys of Little League. I'm, I'm telling you, dang, homie. We would be the taller. Too team. high. I'm just gonna go out and say, it. too high. Joey Chestnut Thank has to be on the pub. Has to be. I mean, before this, how's the journey? Man, I'm gonna get real theological on y'all. I think we're all misunderstood. I'll just be real honest. It's true. Luke Combs. It I, true. I was begging for Luke like, Combs not too long ago. I like ago. Devin's. We'll get Luke Combs God. over here. When I challenge Luke. Jesus. I think I can actually beat him in shotgunning a beer. Uh, so <laughs> if he thinks he's got the cojones to come on and try, <laughs> then by all means, Luke, bring it on. There's the intro. That's the intro. <laughs> you just hit my promo for me, James. I love it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Guys, I have some bad news. Uh-oh. You know, I went to Trader Joe's for the first time. And um, it's a pretty cool store if you hadn't been to Trader Joe's. It is cool. I've been to Trader Joe's. Yeah. I feel like I'm just now coming into the world. <laughs> um, they had a beer that I saw, and it kind of made me sad. It was a porter, and it was called Coffees for Closers. No. no. I know. I was like, that was our idea. Oh. I know. We want royalties. So, I didn't. I didn't wow, buy it. I should have bought it to try it. So if you guys, if you guys go to Trader Joe's anytime soon, look, look for it. It's out there. Coffee's for clothes. Is there any way to make Tim? I had this idea. Is there a way to make a bar that looks like?